Hello and welcome to another episode of Penalty on the Podcaster, where I'm going to be predicting this week's games in the NFL. And I actually have a special guest who would prefer not to be named, so that's something special. I'm also doing it in a school, so if there's a lot of background noise, I can't exactly help it. So, now, what team are you a fan of? I am a lifelong diehard Jets fan. Okay, fan of a team Jimmy Garoppolo has more Super Bowls of. More Super Bowls now. That happens to be true. All right. Now, predicting, yeah, not gambling advice. I'm not responsible for any money that was lost gambling on things on this podcast. Let's start. Okay, so just a few moments from last week's games. I think Panthers bears the tank off. It was a pretty bad Thursday game again. Thursday has... Thursday Night Football had so much hype going into 2022. had no meaning. Bears absolutely tanked that game. Now, here's an interesting one. Browns-Ravens. Browns with a last-second field goal for the upset. 32-31. What do you think about that? Well, I happen to believe that the Browns' defense is personally a top-five defense in the league especially with Miles Garrett leading that defensive line and John Johnson in that back in like this secondary at that safety position, you know, being able to like control the secondary. I believe that's a strong part of their defense. Uh, Lamar Jackson personally hasn't been playing to his like Lamar Jackson level this year, you know, but uh, personally for me, that wasn't an upset. I thought that that game was going to go that way. Very interesting. You know, you are right. The Browns, Defense is one of the top defenses. They do have a lot of players. Also, you can't ever count out Del Pitt and Ward in that secondary. And, you know, Lamar Jackson, maybe not up to his standard, but his standard is winning the MVP award. And it's hard to do that coming off of an ACL tear where he did that, I think, like two seasons in a row where he injured his knee pretty bad and missed out on several games Towards the end of the season, it's a thing to watch out for. But, you know, they they still remain one of the top teams. And the Browns might be in contention, although Deshaun Watson did suffer an injury where he will be out for the rest of the year. That is true. 49ers stumped the Jaguars, coming off of that by breaking a three-win, a three-game losing streak, 34-3. to And, man, I'm glad I said Sat Trevor Lawrence for fantasy. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence had a horrible game. The 49ers defense showed up big. And, you know, and that defensive line only gets better. Randy Gregory, Chase Young. It's going to be a team to look out for. And as a Rams fan, that terrifies me and makes me depressed. Now, here is one of the biggest games of the week, definitely. Texans. At Bengals and the Texans actually won. Wow, CJ Stroud might have put himself in a good position to an MVP with that one. What do you think? Well, I just looked at a crazy stat recently. The top three passing leaders this season, number one at Sam Howell, number two at CJ Stroud, and number three at Tua Tagovailoa. Coming off that season crazy ending with the crazy concussion from Tua, CJ Stroud, a rookie, and Sam Howell without a single player on his team. Personally, I'm not surprised by that. Having CJ Stroud taking on the Bengals, 
the Bengals defense has been like losing a lot this season and yeah, jo- games. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase just really haven't been hitting this year. Yeah, that connection seems kind of broken and you know, with that stat about passers, part of it's fascinating, part of it's kind of sad. I mean, where's Mahomes in that? Step up. Well, I don't know if it's Mahomes needs to step up or he's doing exactly what he needs to do. Meaning, like, he doesn't need to 100% rely on his passing game as opposed to he can use different parts of his game. He can use his shovel pass. He can use his scramble. He can use Pacheco, which for all you fantasy managers must be quite helpful. And, you know, having Travis Kelsey and that incredible defense, giving them such short yardage every play is quite helpful. (laughs) Mahomes' abilities have been helpful. And, you know, he doesn't need to be the best player because he still wins. The Chiefs are still one of the best teams. And it doesn't matter how many passing yards Mahomes gets as long as they keep winning. But Texans-Bengals was definitely interesting. and The Bengals have really fallen off from the last two years, and that Burrow-Chase connection is not doing so well. Again, in the NFL, most of the season is de- is dependent on if you can make the playoffs. And because of how deep and aggressive the AFC conference is, or the division, is very, very, very difficult to make it into the playoffs. As opposed to if the Bengals were in the NFC, they would have clinched a spot at this point. So having the Texans rising right now and most of the AS- AFC East falling... The AFC North is going off this season. So the AFC is a real conference to look at, you know? You know, the Bengals are last behind the Ravens, Steelers, and the Browns even. Out of 5-5 record. Or 5-4. 5-4. So this could be the season that they don't make the playoffs. And if it is, it is the first. it will be the first time Joe Burrow misses on the playoffs despite starting a majority of the games. And now here is a truly crazy upset. The Broncos, which have shown nothing whatsoever, aside from a little win against the Chiefs. It's not little, but they didn't win by much. They beat the Bills. Yeah, and if you also look at it, Josh Allen threw two picks this game. One of them was Gabe Davis. His fault went right through his hands. The the other one was just him being sloppy, and it led to... A walk-off field goal, maybe not walk-off, but a field goal late in the second. I think it also had to do with the Bills coaching just was not on that game. No. Having DeMar Hamlin be the 12th man on the field, having those picks be thrown, then off then the firing three, three turnovers. Firing your offensive coordinator, like the whole thing was just off. Yeah, this wasn't a good game from either team. And I think the worst part for the Bills is the Broncos... Like, they missed a field goal. They lost. The Bills had it. And then there was 12 men on the field. They, and even though it didn't affect whether the field goal was good or not, you know, rules are rules. And from 41 they missed, from 36, Will Lutz put it through the uprights. And it's just a devastating loss for the Bills. And... Sure, it makes someone in this room quite happy. Well, it is their second game they've won against the 
top tier team in the AFC. Yeah. What do you think about the Bills losing as a Jets fan? Well, it would have been nice if we beat the Raiders. We would have been number two in the division. Yeah, also, Ed O'Connell, pretty good. He was a beast in preseason. Of course, it's preseason, but he shows a lot of promise, and this could end Jimmy Garoppolo's time starting forever. I don't know about that. Personally, Aiden O'Connell did not play very well. He got very lucky that Max Crosby was able to rush of course, but our he's a, O-line of with course, a he's terrible a rookie. revolving door at every position. Having AVT out for the second season, Connor McGovern missing 98% of the games this season, and like Lincoln Tomlinson and Dwayne Brown like not playing how they should be playing. So having Max Crosby being able to run through that offensive line really did not help Zach Wilson. And the fact that Garrett Wilson dropped a couple balls and that deep throw where Tyler Conklin just swatted it down out of Garrett Wilson's hands was not helpful for us. So of course, I would be very happy with the Bills losing, yet somehow they were still ahead of us after losing to the Broncos. So we were playing them week 11, which should be a much better game for us, having them coming off this devastating loss, losing their offensive co- coordinator, and, you know, hopefully the Jets' defense can step up this week. Yeah, Jets really haven't gotten a break. And in O'Connell might not have had a great game, but it's promise. He's a rookie, after all. And, you know, he showed a lot of promise. Definitely better than Garoppolo. And he had no right to be better than someone who's been in the league much longer. And yet he wasn't. He was also a late pick. So, there's that. And so now moving on to predictions. Thursday, going to be back with the Bengals and back with the Ravens. Two teams that got bad losses. And we're going to be looking at this. Now, I think something that's very interesting is, is T. Higgins and Sam Hubbard are out. So, that's down on receiving where they're going to have to go against the secondary who's led by Kyle Hamilton. Now, and Roquan Smith. Yeah. Well, he's not in the secondary. He's he's a linebacker, front seven, but he's an off-ball linebacker. Right. Now, Marlon Humphrey, though, is doubtful. So Hamilton will have to step up, but he has been doing incredible in his second year. And losing that reliable wide receiver, two and T. Higgins, is, could be devastating. They're also missing their best pass rusher, going up against the Ravens and a very mobile quarterback who's nearly unsackable. That is true. He has gone against some very tough D-linemen and has shown very good proof that he can't escape the pocket and you don't want him escaping because he has two very, very, very useful weapons in his arm and his legs. Of course. he's Yeah, he can run it easily for... A first down or even a touchdown. And he can also make insane throws to his receivers. And it's not like he doesn't have receivers. He has, you know, Zay Flowers and OBJ. He has a pretty good receiving core. Devin DuVernay is questionable that if he plays or not, it will affect their return game, definitely. But And, of course, Mark Andrews has been doing incredibly. So... A quarterback as good as Lamar Jackson, surrounded by all these offensive weapons, and their run game has been really good, too. It's just so dangerous for 
a team to go against, I can't see the Bengals finding a way to win this. I mean, I definitely think with Sam Hubbard being out for this game, it's definitely not going to be helpful for their D-line, for sure not. I think Trey Hendrickson is really going to have to step up, you know, have to take on, like, those linemen without Sam Hubbard to help him, you know? Of course. Also, with those edge rushers, they're really going to need to be able to be mobile and step outside of that, like, pocket to be able to catch Lamar on the run before he can really speed up. Because as soon as he hits those 15, 20-mile-per-hour speeds, it's very difficult to catch him, especially in open space. Yeah, those edge rushers have to really play contained defense, and they can't... They just can't get greedy and go in for the sack every play. Otherwise, he's going to escape. They need the rushers to hang back at the edges of the pocket and maybe have a chance at catching Lamar, but there's never a good chance at catching Lamar. I actually happen to think that for the Bengals' defense, they're going to start running some blitzes, some DBL blitzes, taking in those middle linebackers and having them get at Lamar to make him scared, you know? Having a bunch of big guys running at you, especially when you're a mobile quarterback, makes you want to move. And as soon as you move, they can all follow, and then you just have to guard the receiver that he's running towards. And as soon as you can do that, you can start getting picks, and you can start to stop them, go three and outs, get that punt game, you know, start to build up your defense. And as you get those, your defense will gain some confidence, and you can make some plays, you know? Of course, but then again, it's Lamar Jackson And so while that is a good strategy and that could definitely work, will it work against one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league? It really depends. And their defense hasn't been that great. So if they even run those plays is a a bit of a question. Especially from, we just saw it last week with the Browns where Miles Garrett was running at that O-line and that O-line could just collapse and he could take him in. Yeah, but that's Miles Garrett. Well, if you can take two people that can add up to Miles Garrett, and you run him at those people, yes, the middle of the field might be open, but if you can get to Lamar first, then it's a risk you're willing to take because it's easier to get to him than guard the middle. Of course. But, yeah, there are some things, and it's a very good strategy. Whether it works against a top-tier offense, we will definitely have to see. It definitely is good in theory, but... You know, theory doesn't always work out. and But you do definitely need to contain Lamar Jackson's running power. You definitely need to rush a bit more. But you do need to guard those receivers. And, of course, that run game is always deadly. Especially with Keaton Mitchell coming off two huge games. Of course. And then there's the thing about... Bengals offense versus Ravens defense. The Ravens are one of the best teams at sacking quarterbacks. And this Bengals offensive line is not known for pass protection. And, you know, their pass protection once cost them a Super Bowl not too long ago. They have upgraded, but is it enough to stop this insane rush? And even if they stop the rush, there's the rest of a talented defense to... You know, get past Patrick Queen, Kyle Hamilton. None of those guys will be easy to take on. Yeah, for sure. I think especially with the miscommunication happening right now between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. You know, it's and def- T. Higgins.
Higgins. And T. Higgins being out, you know, it's definitely not going to be helpful for that, like, set for the... It's going to be easier for the Ravens secondary and giving J- J- Joe Burrow not so many options to do with the ball. You know, I feel like Joe Mixon might be getting some more closer, like, screen passes just to get the ball off. Yeah, and screen so passes as well. You can get some of those, like, short yardage plays. It's only 10 yeah. yards till the first down. So all you need is four, three, just good passes to mix in or a couple short pass, short passes to Jamar Chase, a little... Yeah, but all you box. need is Kyle Hamilton or Patrick Queen stopping it for a loss of five as but well. There, there also is a reason Jamar Chase is a top two, a top five fantasy pick because of how good he is. So I think... He's, if, he's a good player, I but think, this can, is an insane secondary. If he can play shorter and make that middle of the field have to work harder, they're going to start working harder, start subbing in more people, and at some point, you're going to get open place. Yeah, but at some point, Kyle Hamilton and Patrick Queen and the rest of that defense can step up and make a game-ending play against this offense. That is true. I think the key to winning most football games is fundamental football. In this game, in particular, you need fundamental football with a little like a little pizzazz to it, you know? You need to be able to maybe fake those screen passes to J- Jamar Chase and then give it like up the middle to J- to Joe Mixon or fake it to one side, run to the other and hit Jamar Chase in the end zone or hand like fake the handoff RPO plays, just try to mix it up, make that Ravens defense confused. Play action. Right. And try to get that secondary off their like, get them on their heels and then just try to hit them with Jamar Chase. Of, of course. this They are coming off of a game against the Texans' defense. The Ravens are one of the best. And, you know, and the problem with the Bengals is they, they have to do all that while avoiding the sacks, avoiding the negative plays coming from a talented pass rush. This is one of the best Thursday matchups in a while, especially coming off of a terrible game, Bears, Panthers. It's a, a welcome change to be able to see a finally good game. So, after all that, who do you think is going to win? The Ravens. I think the Ravens yeah. will take the W on this one. Of, of course. What do you think the score is going to be? Personally, I think I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I feel like it's going to be a little bit closer. I'm it's going to be a close game, but we are going to have a definite winner. I'm going to go 21-14, maybe 21-17, uh, Ravens. Yeah, I think I'd go, I think 21-14 is a good pick. Maybe, maybe 24-17. Th- this is a very high-powered offense from the Ravens. I think they're capable of putting up 24 on this Bengals defense. So, yeah, 24-17 for the Ravens. Okay, now here's kind of a no-brainer. Cardinals-Texans. And fun part is, no injuries reported. So, this is just the Cardinals versus the Texans. Um, Kyler and against the Texans. And this Cardinals defense has a chance to get beat bad. This Texans offense 
has just been great with Stroud. I think if you look at the Cardinals right now, having Kyler Murray coming off that rushing touchdown, you know, he got a little bit of confidence from that previous game. Also knowing that they don't need to force every possession and the fact that they can more they don't need to win every game at this point because they don't have a chance at the playoffs. So the it's a must-win game for the Texans, and it's a if we win, great. If we don't win, okay, whatever for the Cardinals. They just want Kyler Murray to get back into that rotation of your knee is okay now and you can start playing. And so I think if they can start getting Kyler Murray with those run to the side, you know, run first, pass second kind of options that kind of leave that Texans defense confused, I think they can definitely put up some points. I don't know if they can take the, the win on this game, but I think they can definitely put up some solid points. Okay. But Texans, Damian Pierce isn't practicing again. That is potentially problematic. That's a big part of the rushing attack. Gone. And that is something to think about. But also, Nico Collins did return to practice. And he is expected to play in Week 11. Also, for the Cardinals, it's better if they lose. If they lose and get the number one overall pick, maybe Caleb Williams isn't the right option having Kyler Murray. But whoever gets the number one overall pick, if they don't select Caleb Williams, it's going to potentially be the biggest bidding war in NFL history for that first pick. And with that pick, the Cardinals can get a lot of weapons and other players. They can get a lot of picks and spend it on everything they need, and they do need a lot. Also, will Kyler Murray continue being good? He wasn't all that great last season, even when he did play. And He wasn't terrible, per se. He wasn't terrible, but he, he hasn't been at his truly elite level ever since the Rams game in the wild card round 2021. He hasn't been bad for every game since then, but he he hasn't returned to his former form. That is true. I think after this ACL tear, I don't know if he's going to be the same Kyler Murray as he was in the draft. I doubt it. But I think he's still going to get those touchdowns, those rushing touchdowns. I think he's projected... I would project him for about 40 to 50 yards of rushing this game. I'm going to take a touchdown, a rushing touchdown, and a passing touchdown. Um, I think the Texans are still going to take the win with CJ Stroud coming off these crazy wins against the Bengals and just like playing his like heart out at this point, going for the offensive rookie of the year, maybe even MVP as a rookie. MVP is in the question, definitely. He had an insane game recently. It's definitely a possibility. He is one of the top passers in the league. Yes, he is. I think also if he had a better receiving core around him that he could actually do something with. I think if it was before the trade deadline, the Texans definitely should have picked up another receiver or at least a decent tight end. Having, you know, not that great of a tight end and some throw around wide receivers to put with such an amazing quarterback, I think personally he should go off this game, especially against his Cardinals defense. That also, the expected return of Nico Collins is huge. Right, having his number one receiver back, 
is definitely going to be helpful. Uh, so, yeah, having his number one wide receiver back. And, yeah, this is going to be a mess of a game for the Cardinals' defense. This Texans' offense is easily capable of putting up somewhere in the ballpark of 35 points on them, especially if Nico Collins comes back. For sure. Will this Cardinals' offense be good? This Texans' defense isn't the best in the league. You know, I think it could be, like, Texans score a lot, Cardinals score a fair amount, Texans score more. So I'm going 35, maybe 24. What about you? Yeah, I think it's going to be a shootout as well. I'm going to go, I like that 35 spot for the Texans. I'm going to take 24 for the Cardinals. I think they can put up some points. Um, Of course. Their field goal can get one in, you know? Yeah, 35. I like the odds of that. Yeah. Now, Titans, Jaguars. I think it's an easy one for the Jags. Of course. The Titans. The Titans defense has nothing on them this year. I mean, like, in all honesty, they're just downhill from here. Um, Derrick Henry may be playing at, like, last year's Derrick Henry level. But to be honest, not Derrick Henry level. Having their third He's string old. having their third string quarterback at Will Levis, who had one phenomenal game and from then on has been going downhill. Of course. You know, especially against his Jags defense, which hasn't been terrible, especially with Josh Allen, you know. A little more of a side thing. How long do you think Derrick Henry's got left? He is old for a running back as physical as he is. I think he can definitely get at least three more years in. Maybe not at the current Derrick Henry stiff arm, 100%, like, full-blown, like, Derrick Henry level. I think at some point he's going to start moving to fullback and just playing that laid-back, like, you need me at the one-yard line, I'll get in for you. At, like, some team that can't finish in the end zone, I think that's going to be Derrick Henry in, like, two, three years. But as of right now, I don't see any problem with him being the starting running back on a team. Yeah. Anyway, the Jaguars are going to crush them. I'm going 27 27- 13. I like that. I think I think Derrick Henry can get in for two. I think their team can get in for two. Derrick Henry, definitely at least for one. Um, I'll take 17, uh, 23, 24. 17, 24. I like 17, 24. I don't think they score that much. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sticking at 27, 13. Now, Bears-Lions, I think this is as simple as it gets. Lions with an easy win... The, the Bears aren't trying at this point. They did beat the Panthers, but it's the Panthers. There's really nothing the Bears have on the lines. The Lions have the better receivers, the better quarterback, the better defense. This this It's just going to be simple 31, maybe 10 out of the Bears. I think it's Justin Fields' time to, you know, get as, as per the fact that they're definitely not making the playoffs even in the NFC, that's how bad they are. But I think with the Bears, just getting Justin Fields in for like more plays, I don't. I don't think they rush him back. I don't think they want to injure him more. I think you give. They their, can't injure him in a meaningless game. I think you give him some more play. Like you give their backup some more time. You know, let him work into the offense, and then put Justin Fields back in a little later on, and then have him just get more accustomed to this team, so that next year. They actually do have a chance at doing something with their offense. Who's the backup? Tyler Bajan? I believe so. Yeah, the He's definitely not good, but he can he can put up enough points 
to make it an interesting enough game to watch. Okay, what's your prediction for this game? I'm sticking 31 to 10. I'm going to say, I think uh, Bajan can put up maybe a touchdown or two. I'll go again with 17. I think these teams can actually put up some points, especially with DJ Moore. I'll take 17, uh, 17-30. Lines are a tough matchup, though. Definitely. And I mean, you just saw their defense get crushed yes, uh, last week against the Chargers with Keenan Allen just walking on him with two touchdowns. Of course. So I think DJ Moore, who's a lot younger and a lot faster, can, I think, get past that secondary. And if Beijing can get him the ball, I think they can go in for a couple. Perhaps. And... So, Raiders, Dolphins, another... Okay, so our studio audience decided to contribute a little. Um, That counts as the shout-out he's been promised. And I've been promised a shout-out. I think this is a no-brainer win for the Dolphins. I think that Raider defense might be able to take over that Dolphins O-line with Max Crosby just getting to Tua. But their secondary really doesn't have anything on Hill or Waddle. And And you can't have, like, a sack every play. And with Akane and Mostert both healthy coming into this game, I think it's a no-brainer. Oh, that that rushing attack is going to be so good. The Raiders' defensive line, their pass rush, hasn't really shown much other than Max Crosby. And that's one guy you double-team and send the runner the other way. And you're basically good on that. And, yeah, I think that Tua could throw three touchdowns. Actually, two. It's it's a pass rush to be scared of, maybe. It's a, it's a toss-up here. Not by the win, but how many points they win by. Of course. So, I personally think they take it 21-10. Yeah, I think Tua's going to be sacked, like, twice. I think, I think that's fair. It is Max Crosby. He is one of the best in the league at, you know, sacking quarterbacks. It does happen to be that the, the position that Max Crosby plays, because Tua Tagovailoa is a lefty, their right tackle is their left tackle on a normal team. So having their best tackle going up against Max Crosby is going to be helpful. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. And that rushing attack by the Dolphins is easily capable of putting up, like, two touchdowns. I don't think it's going to be insane scoring, but maybe something like 24-17. I'm actually going to change my prediction. Ravens can do something, and Aiden O'Connell, we don't know how good he'll be. I'm actually going to change my prediction. I agree with that statement. I think Daniel Carlson can hit from at least least 50 yards. And from maybe, I think his max in this game could definitely be 60 so, personally, I'm going to take, especially with Moster and Akane both coming in healthy off the bye week, and Tua, Waddle, and Hill, their entire offense is alive and well and Smythe, and so I think they're just going to go full-blown. I'm calling 45-15. Whoa, that's, uh, where are they getting 15? They get, get a lucky two-pointer? When no, they're I- down by a million. Oh, that is um very drastic. The Dolphins definitely are very good. I do think Tua will get sacked once or twice. But I'm willing to go 31-17, but I don't think it'll be a wider margin than that. 
And I do kind of want to see Aiden O'Connell do something. He has promised. Let's see if it's Will Levis or if, you know, he's better and can continue trending upward. Now, we have Cowboys, Panthers. This is a no-brainer win for the Cowboys. I mean, this Panthers defense, offense, coordinators, coaches, head coaches, defense 52 to 10, we can move on. I mean, I wouldn't call 52 to 10. The Cowboys are definitely on the rise. Panthers are on the like the down. It's terrible what's Fall. happening with them. But I'm I would take not 50. I'll take 45-13. You know, Bryce Young has shown a little bit of hope that he can put and He's going to be going against Ron Bland. He'll be staring down Micah Parsons every play. No. Okay. It's a, it's a choice, but I think I'll take 45-10. It, it's, it's Adam Thielen against Deron Bland. It's like, the Cowboys have just been on a tear beating bad teams. And it's good to know that the Rams and the Giants could probably both beat the Panthers. And Well, the Panthers aren't going to win. It's about how much they lose by. So. Yeah, but the past two teams Dallas has obliterated could beat the Panthers. There's no way... I'd go 52 to 10. We'll see how that works out. Chargers at Packers. Um, Actually, a good game. I think it's just going to be two mediocre teams playing mediocre football. But it's a good game to watch because both teams need a win right now. They're hungry, definitely. Chargers are 4 and 5. Packers are 3 and 6. Chargers are doing pretty poorly, especially in that division they're in, the AFC West. We all know there are. The Chiefs to look out for. So, the Chargers are super hungry. The Packers, the Vikings have been trending up a little. We've had the Lions, of course, being incredible. So, these teams are both very hungry for wins right now. So, who's going to get it? I think the Chargers are going to take this one. I think they have the better defense. They have a better team, better quarterback, better receiving core, better running, better D-line, and better secondary. So I think the Chargers are definitely going to take this win. But the only problem we have here is that the Chargers have shown time and time and time again that they are the best team in the league on paper and can never do anything on the field. For me, it's... Every Chargers game for me is a little bit of a toss-up. They have one of the highest ceilings, but also one of the lowest floors, and they tend to end up on that floor pretty often due to their inept coach. Brandon Staley, I think, is pretty bad, and he's an absolute choker. And for some reason, the Chargers won't get rid of him. And he's also... He was hired for his defense, and this Chargers defense is one of the worst in the league. There's no good reason to keep Brandon Staley. And everyone knows it except the Chargers' ownership and management. So, for me, it's a toss-up. Is Brandon Staley going to let his team go to work, or is he going to screw everything up for him, which he has been prone to doing? I think... Like, remember, they have lost to the Titans. They've lost to much worse teams than them simply because it's a toss-up if Brandon Staley is going to be any good. That is true, I think... I still think the Chargers are going to take this one. I think the Packers just, they aren't. They just don't, they just don't have it. They, they're they just not that team, you know. 
they could, if when they still had Rodgers and their entire roster before they traded their roster to the Jets, I think they, they could have beat these Chargers. But um, right now, I don't think they have enough. Yeah, the Jets took everything from them. They Rogers, really did. They took their quarterback, Lazard. their receiving core, their tight ends. They took. They literally took everything. Their secondary. I the think Green Bay Jets. I think the Chargers are going to take this one. Yeah. I I just I think the Packers will miss will be like mysteriously competitive because of Brandon Staley messing up everything and. I, I think it'll be like surprisingly close, like 27 21, which it shouldn't be, but this is the Chargers. We have to. Yeah, I'm going to take. You have to take into consideration their uh, tradition of chargering. Right. I'm going to take uh, 24 17 Chargers. I think showing what they did against that Lions defense last week, I think they can take this Packers defense okay. and put them in the ground. Yeah. Uh, Steelers Browns. This is a great matchup, especially this is the a AF- defensive matchup. The AFC North matchup. Both are six and three. Big six wins. Big wins de- for both of them. Top defenses. I think the Browns take this one. Just uh, I'm actually gonna switch. I think the Steelers take this one. I think yes, Miles Garrett will be rushing Kenny Pickett the entire game, but the loss of Deshaun Watson is definitely not gonna help this Browns defense. Uh, this Browns offense. And the Steelers' defense, I think, can take advantage of P.J. Walker and will just kill them. I'm actually going Browns on this one. Of course, the loss of their quarterback is tough. P.J. Walker has been good, sometimes and bad. Other times, he has made some insane throws and some bad picks. But I think the Steelers' offense has been lifeless. Even with their starters, this Browns' offense does have the necessary receivers and it's really if pj walker is good but we know how good the steelers offense is it's not good the defense is the only thing that's ever been keeping them in any game really their offense hasn't ever taken over it's they've been outgained every game and the last time they played the browns the Browns' defense did well. The Steelers' defense did better. Again, T.J. Watt's first defensive touchdown. But the Browns have been going up. The Steelers have kind of been stagnant. So I'm going Browns on this one. Pretty close game, 20-17. to 17. You said Steelers. What's your score prediction? I'm going to say very close. I think maybe even overtime in this game. I've, I'm going to take... I'll take... 20, I'll take 17-17 to begin with. End off score, 21-17 with the Steelers. Uh, you can't get, like, yeah, four standalone points you know that, in overtime. If it's 17-17 regulation, it can't end 21-17. So you just don't get four points. That's three. No, 17-17. Oh, I'm, tw- I'm at 20. That's on me. <laughs> I'm going 27-17 with a last-second field goal by the Browns uh, to win it. That was an awkward little moment. Now, Giants-Commanders. That's a terrible game. Uh, Thursday night. Two terrible two terrible Amazon teams. Amazon is, is really happy they didn't get this one. Two terrible teams. One terrible game. Sam Howell just going to destroy this Giants defense. Yeah. 
No D- Daniel Jones. At Daniel point, Jones wasn't even good anyway. At this point, Tyrod Taylor, I don't even think he's going to start. With them starting Tommy DeVito, hopefully he gets injured and they can put on put in Saquon Barkley, run some Wildcats. That's their only you hope. You know, Saquon Barkley is my fantasy starter, so, you know, that would be nice. That's their only hope against this Commander's defense, especially. Um, I'm thinking the Commander's just going to walk on them. I'm going to take 21-10. With a lucky touchdown by Saquon yeah. and a lucky field goal by Gano. Loss of Chase Young, though. That is true, but I think even they, with they're the still the better Chase. team, and the the Giants have just sucked. I actually think there's going to be a defensive touchdown by the Commanders with how bad everything on the Giants is. I think it's just going to be a sloppy game from them. Upwards of three turnovers and a defensive touchdown by the Commanders. Yeah, I think twenty-eight to nine. Like, like this is that. This is that much of a mess for the Are you Giants. Predicting three field goals or a miss. Three field goal attempt. Uh, so like really ouch, really ouch. I don't think Gano can hit three field goals. I mean, you've seen him. He messed up with that Jets game. He cost them the game. We won it overtime. Sa- Saquon Barkley is gonna drop kick it. Um, I'm still going 28-9. Okay. Uh, Buccaneers-Niners. The Niners are going to win. I mean, the, the Bucks have been okay, but the Niners will I, I don't even destroy think, them. I don't even think Mike Evans is going to find the end zone in this game. No way. No way. I think this is just going to be old. And Mike Evans won't get a touchdown. This is an insane 49ers defense. Four, Especially with the out of Chase Young. Four sacks. Seems crazy. I'll take five at this point with Nick Bosa and Chase Young. This is Randy Gregory, Jake. Just a defense. I'll take five. I'll take five. I have the Niners as my Super Bowl favorite. Six. I'm gonna. I'm gonna even take a defensive touchdown in this game. I think Chase McLaughlin is gonna go off the Buccaneers kicker. I think because they're not gonna find the end zone. I don't even think they're gonna get past the forty yard line. I'm, I'm gonna take Chase McLaughlin. For three field goals with nine points. I'll take six sacks, four turnovers, and two field goals. Yeah, I got my, my Super Bowl favorites winning 49ers. Thank you. Ball, Another so. contribution from the studio audience, which is supposed to be quiet. From Yancy Blauner, also known as Spider-Man. Let's keep that in. Also known as the most annoying kid in the school. Whoa. And <laughs> that was recorded, by the way. <laughs> We're leaving that in. So, yeah, the 49ers are going to walk all over them. I think only touchdowns here. Maybe 49-6. to six. It's just that kind of matchup. Yeah, I, I can go with that one. Jets-Bills. I know, I know what you want. I'm going to talk on this one because it's a soft su- subject for me, but I'm going to talk honestly. The Bills coming off this devastating loss. To the Broncos, I think they're going to come with some fire to the Jets with, like, some type of we're not allowed to lose to another under 500 team. Yeah. So, I think they're just going to Stephon Diggs for two touchdowns this game. Hopefully not on sauce so he doesn't let up a single touchdown in two seasons. But... He let up one touchdown. Technically, it wasn't even his fault. (laughs) No, it wasn't. Um, And then, I think, hopefully James Cook for another one. Jets, 
I think Zach Wilson isn't even going to pass his D-line. It's just so tough. And then their secondary with DeMar Hamlin that, coming back in. That revolving door of also uh, with offensive our, line. Our entire Jets. offensive line just falling apart. Von Miller and uh, Rousseau are just going to come in and just destroy. So I'm going to call hopefully only 17, 17, 10. But I really don't know. We haven't scored a touchdown since October. Oh, ouch. Yeah, the Bills' seat has been heated up. And, yeah, they are hungry. And, yeah, the Jets have nothing. Four sacks. I think four sacks and at least two turnovers. And, I don't know, I think Bills win 24-13. to Good prediction. All right, Seahawks, Rams. Oh, I'm a diehard Rams fan. This hurts. <coughs> Highlight of the season, though, was week one when the Rams, uh, oh, yeah, three yards in the second half allowed. Byron Young had half a sack. Kobe Turner had half a sack. Aaron Donald had half a sack. Uh, Michael Hoyt had half a sack, if I remember correctly. Everyone had half a sack. And... But I just don't think it's that. The Rams have been progressively getting worse. And I don't know if I could take Carson Wentz starting. I'm, I might not watch this game for fear that I'll have to see Carson Wentz in a Rams uniform. Because that would give me depression. Yeah, that wouldn't be fun. Carson Wentz in a Rams uniform. I mean, he's just been traveling around the league at this point. Multiple teams Messing in the past the four team. years. They've Sam Howell is better than him, and he's second first year. I mean, this is just sad for Wentz. I think the Seahawks six and three, top top. Stafford is. I actually just looked this up. Is expected to return, but we don't know. He had a right thumb injury. Even if he does return, I think the Seahawks six and three. Um, I think Cooper Cup should find the end zone in this game. Of course. But I mean, he's Cooper Cup. I don't know about this game. I think the Rams lose this one 21-17. Uh, I think they put up a good fight, but DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett just take the game. I'll go 24-20 on that. Yeah, Rams lose. Man, you know what this game reminds me of? This reminds me of Week 18 of 2022, and it makes me angry. Have you watched that game? I don't remember. What game was that? It was the Rams versus the Seahawks at the end of 2022. Oh, yeah. I do remember that game. That was sad. The officiating? Yeah. That was so painful. This matchup makes me so angry every time I see it. Be- because of that game. The refs messed it up so bad. I've spent probably 10 minutes complaining about this on my podcast, and this won't be another one of them. Okay, Vikings, Broncos... And the Vikings take this one. Josh Dobbs. I genuinely have to think about this one. Josh Dobbs on the rise. Pastronaut. Uh, who? Pastronaut. Yeah. He's-, He's going off. I mean, two weeks with the team and already two wins. Less than two weeks with the team. Already has two wins. I think this is a no- I don't think it's a no-brainer win. I think it's a, it's a good win for the Vikings. I think it'll be a good game to watch. Patrick Certain in the backfield. Certain. Sertan uh, in the backfield. I think this game can definitely be taken by the Vikings. Or the Broncos coming off of a good win against the 
Bills. Yeah, but if you've seen Josh Dobbs, you, you'll understand. He's just incredible. Yeah. He's good for the first time in his career. Must feel good for him. And, yeah. You know what this reminds me of? What Josh Dobbs reminds me of? It's Baker Mayfield last season. Remember, day after he got to L.A., he leads yeah. a 17, I think, a 16-point comeback. I'm not sure. Against the Raiders with, like, a 12-second touchdown. I do remember that one. That was a good that, game. I stopped watching after Cam Akers fumbled. I think this is going to be a good Sunday night matchup. I'm excited Absolutely. to watch this Absolutely. I definitely want to watch this one. I do think it will be competitive to the end, 27-24. It's a good prediction. I'll take that one as well. I like that. I like Vikings 27-24. And here's the big one. Monday night football. Eagles, Chiefs, rematch, Super Bowl 57. This is controversial a- calls in that Super Bowl. Now the Eagles at 8-1 and one and the Chiefs at 7-2. and two. Two of the top teams in the league are going to battle it out for vengeance, basically. I think this is a great game to watch. A great Monday Night Football. I think... This is a rematch, by the way, of one of the most entertaining Super Bowls in recent times. I think this might even be a rematch. This might be a foreshadow for this year's Super Bowl. This could definitely be that. I also think that the Eagles... Having now DeAndre Swift and, you know, just having DeAndre Swift, having that run game super strong, their O-line hasn't lost anything. If so, maybe even gotten better. I think Jalen Hurts Bro, def- definitely for, like, two touchdowns this game. And their QB sneak got a new name. That's very important to remember. Yeah. It's now the brotherly shove instead of the tush push. Um, I it's think a pretty, it's a pretty good one. You know, a city of brotherly love gets the brotherly shove. I think that's a good one. Um, I think Jalen Hurts for two touchdowns. Uh, definitely. Definitely at least two passing touchdowns. I'm going to take a rushing touchdown as well. Absolutely. I'll take a rushing touchdown. I'm going to take uh, Devontae Smith in the end zone for one. A.J. Brown for the other. Yeah, I'll, and the I'll only- take Swift. For a rushing touchdown as well. I think we're only the only problem we're gonna have here is Goddard is doubtful for this game. He's that not is projected to do well. I mean, not do well and by not play. Um, yeah. D- I think doubtful is like less than twenty five percent chance. So there is a very low chance that they're gonna have their number one tight end in this game. They haven't had him for any. They haven't lost him for a single game this season. So it's gonna be interesting to see how their but offense. Functions. Remember last season, the game they lost. Him, they lost that game. Questionable officiating all over the place. They lost him on an uncalled face mask where they pulled his face mask and that pulled a muscle in his shoulder. Right. And he also fumbled and that was huge. And so they lost that game. But they didn't lose again until Hertz got injured. So they can still win. They really only have lost games with injured players. So having only Goddard out might be a big difference maker for this team, not having your big man in the middle of the field to just take up that, those middle linebackers. Um, I think the Chiefs with Mahomes just haven't hasn't had the greatest games recently. Yeah. Two games, not so great. Travis Kelsey he, as well. He's lost to the Broncos. And also, I just want to point something out. I think it would 
would be really cool if for one play the Eagles lined like at the one yard line, first and goal, the Eagles lined Jason Kelsey up at tight end and had him get a thick six, that would be good. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna take it's a very difficult call for this. I'm game. going Eagles, absolutely. The Chiefs haven't been very good this season. I mean, they've been spectacular, but they haven't been up to where they normally are. Again, Broncos loss hurts. And I think Jalen Hurts will put the hurt on this defense. The Chiefs the Chiefs are good, but I don't think they they beat the Eagles good. I think the Chiefs can take this this win. Uh, I definitely see Kelsey in the end zone for at least one. I'm projecting two. I think Mahomes scrambles for 50 yards, uh, a touchdown as well. Pacheco, I'm I'm assuming goes in for another one. I'm, I'm gonna take. I think the Eagles as well. At least three touchdowns from Hertz, two passing, one rushing. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Smith for a touchdown. Uh, other Smith for a touchdown. Yeah. Um, I mean, Swift, Swift for a touchdown. I think it's going to be a very close matchup. I think Butker takes the win for this one. 27-24. That's right. I'm going to argue on this one. I'm going Eagles. I think they've proven themselves to be a bit of a better team here. They've gotten some impressive wins, and the Chiefs haven't played up to where they were last season. I'm going Eagles 31-28 here. I think so I'm going to take that just the other way around. I'm taking uh, the Chiefs 31-28. I'm taking – I think Hurts is going to lead a game-winning drive. And I can definitely for, see him for, winning that for you it's know a, a long definitely field a toss goal. up. It's it's a toss up. The Eagles have gotten better. I think the Eagles have and a the, slight edge here. The, the Chiefs definitely have gotten worse, but also have not gotten better. So yeah. it's get, it's going to be a tough matchup. Yeah, and remember, the Chiefs barely escaped with a super controversial win last time they met. So I'm definitely thinking the Eagles take this one and. I I say it's 50-50 whether there's a major controversy about officiating here. Now, there's 100% chance of a major controversy involving officiating. All right, so that's going to be it. Um, thank you for the, for the guest. Uh, that was actually great. Thank um, you, the host. Thank you to uh, most of the audience, which... Entered and left the room, and so that was really a fun episode to make. I hope you enjoyed. You'll hear more of me next episode. Thank you.